The number you have dialed has been changed. The new number is... What's up, everybody? Welcome to Bad With Names. I'm your host, Don Will, and I have a chipped tooth. A recently chipped tooth. Not like a Nas profile wild with a chipped tooth smile, but more like a, my tongue is rubbing against a cracked molar right now because uh, I have a really bad history with eating popcorn and things with hidden hard objects in it, like seeds and shit, and I like chomp down and ah. So I cracked this one a while ago, like a couple weeks ago, and I went to the dentist to check it out, and she tried to play me off, like, no, it's nothing, it's fine. And I'm like, no, uh, it's cracked. I can tell it's cracked. So no, it's fine, it's fine. And lo and behold, the other day as I bit a piece of chicken, the crunchy batter of the chicken, like, shit's not that fucking hard, but bit that, and I just felt it give way, and I'm like, uh. But it's... It's just like a corner. It's not like the whole tooth. It's not like the tooth is just fucking exploded in my mouth. It's it's honestly a little bit less painful than it was. Like, it's not even painful at all right now. I just have to be careful what I eat. And, oh, that's the thing. I would just go to the dentist on Monday and get it fixed. But on Monday, which is tomorrow, I'm going to get my daughter. And we're going to Ohio for Thanksgiving. So I'm out of town for a week. And I'm out of town on a busted tooth. So I guess it's like traveling with a flat tire, you know what I'm saying? But whatever. Um, yeah, so I'm going to be home for Thanksgiving with a fucked up tooth. And I still have yet to pack anything. Uh, a mess. I haven't even done laundry, so I can't really pack. What I'm going to do is probably just take some dirty clothes home. Probably take some dirty clothes home and just wash it over my mom's house because I went to college and I know the deal. You know what I'm saying? You take your shit over there, wash it. Raid the fridge be like a 16 year old again for a fucking week then come back to real life where your landlord doesn't turn on the heat for two weeks and then it comes on on like a day when it's not that cold whatever but yeah um the trip to cincinnati is also kind of it's messing up my dj gigs to be totally honest with you like i have a weekly that i do now and i have i've gotten offers for other gigs i've had to cancel three kind of sucks I wanted to do them but I also want to go home and hug my mom and eat some turkey and I got a DJ gig in Cincinnati so that'll be cool too I get to hang out and spend with uh, my friend Rare Groove my friend DJ Pillow my friend April Rain so that'll be fun I'm also worried about Lucille and if you know me via Instagram you know that Lucille is my plant she's browning Um, I think I need to repot her I'm not going to repot her before I go to Cincinnati. So I'm going to water her. I'm going to get somebody to come over and make sure she's okay, but I'm really worried about her. I'll find time to repot her. She'll, she'll, she'll get better, but a lot of dead leaves going on. But I think that's kind of growth. Like There's a lot of new growth, but there's a lot of dead leaves going on, Lucille. Lucille, I'm looking at you. Um, yeah, so that's the other concern is my plant. You got to have somebody water your plant. I couldn't imagine having a pet like a cat or a dog that I would have to leave for a week it was just fucking nerve wracking to think that this thing in my apartment could die while I'm gone it's a plant it's not a person I know but I love my plant um speaking of apartments I rearranged it fixed the energy flow in my apartment you don't give a fuck I care it's pretty awesome in here now it's pretty open I gotta get rid of some of these shoes so I can open it up even more And I have fucking birthday fatigue. Yo, I have a lot of friends. And I love my friends. And I didn't know so many of them were born in November 
towards the end of November. Like last night alone, there were three birthdays. The weekend before that, there were like two or three birthdays. You know how like there are people who have to go to a, a shit ton of weddings at a certain point in their life? I feel like I got to go to a shit ton of birthdays right now. And it's really cool because it's fun to celebrate with your people. You know, get drunk, lay on the ground, put on a fur coat, take pictures, put it up on the internet, do all kinds of crazy weird shit. But it's a lot of birthdays. It's a lot of them. And I want to say to their parents, you guys should have spaced this out a little bit more. You should have planned this a little bit more effectively for people like me who have to hang out with your children when they get older. Because I can't make them all have the birthdays in the same place. So I got to travel. I'm bullshitting. Happy birthday to all of the November birthdays. I love all you guys. I had a really great time celebrating with you all. I'm not going to call you all by name. But I am going to say we had a fucking blast. All of us. <laughs> um, I think that's it. I might have to take a break next week. That's the only other thing. I may have to take a break from the podcast next week. Um, just because in traveling home, I'm trying to figure out how to take my microphone and take all this stuff. And I'm going to record an episode at home. Like, I want to record Ilias. That's my goal. I never really announced the guests before I do them, but I definitely want to get Ilias on the podcast. We got to talk. I got to get that boy on this. You know what I'm saying? Um, and a couple other people. But... Yeah, uh, hopefully I'll have the time to record it, edit it, and put it together and travel. Like It's, it's going to be a breakneck week from Monday to Monday. It's Dece- I'm December 1st at the finish line. Ugh. But we'll get through it, you know. Just got to figure this out. I'm going to try to figure out how to turn my iPhone into a field recorder, which will make this entire process much easier because this Blue Yeti mic is huge and heavy. It's about the size of a 40-ounce you know what I'm saying? And, and and it's got this big bulky box and I like to pack light because I'll be traveling with a child also. So I'm not trying to have a shit ton of bags because I have to make sure that my daughter can get on and off the plane safely. And I have to monitor her and make sure she doesn't run off in the airport and knock over a display or something weird. She's 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 wonderful to travel with. She's so much fun to travel with. She's awesome. But she's a kid and I'm a grumpy adult. Um... I'm running a little long on this intro because it's my fucking podcast, but also because this week's episode is fairly short. This is the length I like to have them. Uh, We got J-Live on this episode. J-Live also got Mr. Mech and Tone Deaf. Um, This interview happened in the green room of the Cunning Linguist Strange Universe Tour. Uh, No wasn't there. He got sick. I had to go back to Kentucky, and I didn't get to record... Um, the cunning language. I didn't get to talk to them. You hear it in the podcast. I address it at the top of the podcast, but I really wish I would have got to talk to them. I just wasn't prepared. You know what I'm saying? And it sucks because they have a, I think they have a really interesting story and they do a lot for Midwest hip hop. And they're one of the best groups. Like they're, they're one of the best, you know what I'm saying? Like hands down, like if you know your shit, you know about cunning language. So shout out to them. Shout out to the whole QN5. Um, we're going to get into this episode. And I'm going to try to figure out how the fuck to get to Ohio and get my tooth fixed and make up for these DJ geeks. That's a lot of guap, guapanelli, guap, guap, guap. <laughs> All right, let's get into it. Well, down to your left. Uh, I was just a medical. It's a pole. Randoms. Uh, so yeah, what well, up? Welcome, welcome to Bad with Names. We are in the Webster Hall green room. Yeah, with yeah, 
with my friend, the icon J Love. Peace. I got Vaughn here this week too. He's back again. Your code is on the ground. Yo, I'm here. My code is on the ground because I keeps it rugged. But yo, so um, yeah, man. Welcome to the show. Word. Glad to be here. Thank you for having me at your show. Let's talk. Like, what are you doing? Like, what are you doing right now at this very moment today? Why are you here? Right now? Yeah. Why? Uh, are you? Well, besides being a New York native, why are you? Yeah, yeah. I, I came back to my roots, but uh, I'm actually here on tour with the mighty Cunning Linguists of QN5, yes, yes, as well as uh, Pack FM and Tone Deaf. Sidebar, real quick. Yeah. Uh, Deacon was just in here hanging out <coughs> with us. And I was, I, I was so like, I just want to cut the mic on and record us talking. <laughs> like, I have this obsession with recording conversations. Yeah. Well, I, I, I figured that's what you were doing. Well, no, because I, like, I didn't have, like, I kind of no, was in the frame of mind. Like, I had, like, a, 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 a yeah. something to talk about. I know what I want to talk about with you a little yeah. bit. I didn't want to just, like, randomly have a conversation about, yeah, I don't know. the best one yeah. sometimes. But I figured, you know, <laughs> cats walk in, jump on, you know what I'm saying? But, What's up? Oh, y'all fuck, they cool. Right. It's cool. It's cool. All right, work, work, work. Shout out to Natty in the background. But yeah, so keep, what were you saying? What were you saying? You said, uh, no, I'm saying sometimes those be the best conversations when you don't really have any direction. You just, you know, just shoot the gift. Right. So, all right, so why were you here? You were telling us why you were here. Yeah, I'm on tour. I'm on tour with Cunning Linguists. Uh, we've been up and down the East Coast. It started in Atlanta. Now we're here. It's, uh, we went from Atlanta to Carborough, Raleigh, North Carolina, to uh, Springfield, Virginia. Shout out to Boston, then down to uh, Providence. Last night was Philly, and now here we are in New York. After this, we hit Columbus, Ohio. Cunningly uh, was hometown, Lexington, Kentucky, and then I take my butt back home. Indeed. Right. So, so how's uh, overall? Like, what's been your? It's a, it's a corny question, but what's been your favorite city on this run so far? On this run, I might have to say Springfield. Springfield is really dope. Really like the venue, never been to Empire before. Did you bump in the uh, Ned Flanders or home? No, <laughs> no, it wasn't that Springfield. Unfortunately, I was looking for him. But nah, it wasn't that Springfield. You never know which Springfield. You still don't know which Yo, Springfield it yeah, is. Yeah, you still don't. That's they, like that. They like refuse the, to let you know. That's like Colonel Sanders' secret recipe. Yeah. They, they're really hard about that. You'll never find out. <laughs> you, I mean, you have to look for a, a place uh, on the map next to what's, what's the city that they're always beefing with? Like, um... um Shelbyville. Shelbyville. I'm looking for if you find a Shelbyville on the map, then it's probably the closest to Springfield. Springfield the <laughs> I, mean, I feel like there's a Shelbyville somewhere in the middle. Right. I feel like there's a Shelbyville, Ohio, actually. Really? So maybe it's I Springfield, might be Ohio. mistaken, but I want to say I, I, I do feel like they live in the Midwest. Right. Yeah. Because they're supposed to be like they an American Midwest family. Yeah. yeah. They're like an American family. Like the only Apu is the only fucking uh, Middle Eastern dude. Mm-hmm. It's clearly the Midwest. You know what I'm saying? There's not a lot of even though the yellow people. There's not a lot of, <coughs> not a lot of brown people. True. You know? <laughs> Um, but yeah, man, so the run's going pretty good. You, you hung out with the Simpsons. Yep. Um, so you DJing on tour now. You DJing this tour. You've been yes. DJing a lot of tours. I'm DJing, DJing this tour. They're working me to the bone. So um, <laughs> I DJ for Pac FM, then I DJ for Tone Deaf, then I DJ for J Live, and then I DJ for Cunning Lewis. And I happen to be J Live. So I DJ for myself. Yeah, that's, that's a cool thing about your show that some people may or may not know is that when you when you rock, you have this thing in your set where you like do like the uh, what's what's that song where you cut while bragging you rights, right? bragging rights, yeah, and you do bragging rights behind the table. That shit was kind of mind blowing. Yeah, I beat juggle while I'm rhyming. Um, I'm actually working on expanding it beyond bragging rights and doing uh some new projects to where it's it's more like turntable based recordings. Yeah, but in the meantime. Okay. In the meantime, um, I usually have a DJ, 
Like when I go on tour, I'm touring uh, Florida in December. It's my show. I'm bringing my DJ, um, and I'll be out in front. So what I do for this is I have like a set prepared that I go out in front for, and then a little something that I prepare for for behind the tables when I'm juggling and rhyming. Okay. You know. So uh, how, I've been trying to figure out beat juggling. Yeah. My, my left hand is really this shit is, is useless. Uh. My left hand, my left hand is, work it out. That's just all I do, like, because I don't have tables, so like I have no sort of control. Like I have no like, uh, you know, how you touch the record. I, my hand is just like I, I smash it on the record. Like, oh wow, uh, suck with my left hand. <laughs> but yeah, so you got started. You get started deep. Like, what was your start? You know what I'm saying? And, um, I kind of started them both at the same time. I was the fat kid on the basketball court, couldn't be cool like that, so I started rhyming. <laughs> <laughs> and um, around the time when I first really started um, rhyming, you know, watching Video Music Box and really getting immersed in the culture, I was starting to form my first cuts on my mother's stereo Yeah. before I got my little Gemini starter kit out of the uh, Source magazine. And I got a summer job and got some Tech 12s. Wait, wait, did you have the Trickmaster? Oh, uh, no, it wasn't the Trickmaster. I had the Scratch long, no, it, no, it was the long, uh, the long mixer. It wasn't the one with the sampler. It was before the ones with the sampler. It was like a rectangle. Yeah. I know which one. Yeah, yeah. What, yeah. It didn't have knobs on it. It had switches, right? Right. right. Yep. Beginner uh, turntables you had. Oh, uh, the Gemini DD20s? Okay, I had the BB10. It was, yeah, yeah. <laughs> was it the joint that fits in like the long milk crate? No, no, it was about the size. It was like a little mini, little a little smaller than the Tech 12s. The cool okay. thing about it, they were belt drive, so my hands got real light just, yeah, just yeah. to keep the belt. Because you know, after the belt stretches, when you when you let go of the record, it goes, it starts off fast and then slows right. down. And mm-hmm. so, like when I would go to do projects in the parties, you know, if I brought my tables. I get to DJ all night because nobody else would want to touch them. Right. Because <laughs> I don't know what the fuck. <laughs> they conversely, the table's fucked up, man. <laughs> conversely, when I was on like some Tech 12s, it was like I was Batman because my hands were so light. Yeah, they would yeah, never yeah. skip, you know what I'm saying? So it was kind of cool. It's better to start off with the, the harder option. Yeah, it was like the yeah. Kung Fu movie when you got the knives on your underarms and yeah. you can't put the body down. <laughs> it was really, you know. Yeah, so what was it like rocking parties and shit back then? Like, Dope. What was, I wanted to ask you this, and I'm glad Vaughn is here too because he can offer perspective too. Like the 90s in New York, we kind of, we were, so we shot a video today. Okay. We yeah, shot this right. video today. Uh, I'm like, okay, like I'm with Nick. Okay. Y'all, talk about it. Talk about it. <laughs> we shot a video today for a song we did with J Love off of his project Around the Sun. That's the song right, is called right. City to City. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, we hanging out, riding around. <clears throat> And he's like, he's, he lives in Atlanta now. You live in Atlanta. I'm, That's I'm, right. I'm talking like you're not even here. Yeah. You live in Atlanta now. So we were riding around. You were just, like, I, I would see you have moments where you're like, wow, I used to live on this block. You right, know what right. I'm So, like, it, it's, a, it's an ex- I've been here eight years, and the city's changed drastically at the time mm-hmm. I've been here. So I can only imagine what it's like for you. Mm-hmm. It really feels like that change wasn't happening prior. Yeah. Like, I don't remember much changing in the 90s, you know? Or it was changed, because I mean, if I, I lived on 96 and 2nd mm-hmm. from you know the time I was born to the time I went to school, like when I went away to college in 94. And a lot changed from then to then. I can't front like okay. I didn't. Like there's a, there's a big luxury apartment on 96 and 2nd that wasn't always there. And I remember when it wasn't there. It's called Normandy Court. Okay. And then there's like some luxury apartments on 96 and 3rd 
uh, that weren't there when I was first growing up there, and that's like actually where I think Hubert Davis lived there for a time, so that was cool because he was a Nick, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. But like, all right, so there's a Nick living on my street, so times are changing, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, if you got, if, the, if a pro basketball player wants to live on your block, then it's a big deal. Block is coming. Usually, up. Your, people want to get off your block. Yeah, like, there's, basketball there's a huge uh, Islamic center mosque. I, I'm pretty sure it's still there on on the corner of Third uh, and Ninety Six. That wasn't there when I first got there. I remember the shop, the Blimpy, where I used to go play video games. And I remember when they tore that down and the building took its place. You know what I mean? Yeah, so, yeah. so, like, it happens. It just doesn't happen as rapidly as it happens now. Because now. now it's like, okay, not only are we going to shoot this whole block up with a, with a big syringe full of condo, but it's like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's like, it's going to happen in a span of a year. And the property value is gonna shoot up just like that, yeah. and then the rent's gonna shoot up right after, and then the the complexion is gonna lighten up right after that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? If not before, so I mean, it was changed. It's just more rapid now. You know, and yes, it might yes, just man. be a sign of the times the way everything is more rapid now in the information age. Yeah, but, you know, they can also build shit faster too. Yes, that's like, true. Like I, there, there are brownstones on my block that literally it took. Two weeks, right? From boarded to new tenants, right? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like they move fast. And that might speak to how fast they are, or it might speak to the quality of the actual. Oh, the, the quality, the quality is yeah, the quality. The one is thing nice. that we're doing was they was putting up those the, the, the joints that just kind of look like cheaper brownstones, like uh -huh. you just smack them in. Smack them. And, <laughs> and growing up, like we used to go to house parties in them joints, and you know it was reggae, so it was all about dubbing. So right. you'd be on the wall. I'm like the wall would go in, right? Or something like yeah, that. That's not, <laughs> not not like collapse, but it would it like dent in. in. Yeah, that yeah. is cool. But yeah, getting back to your question, what was it like back then? It was cool, man. I mean, like this is before Serato. Yeah. So DJs, you know, I had a, a crew of DJs I would run with between Washington Projects, um, Carver Projects, Metro North Projects on 102nd and First, all the way up to like 11.99. Um, just the whole first first Ave Riverside, and it was funny for me because me being on ninety six and second, and not living in public housing, all my people's uptown would treat me like I was from downtown, and then all my people's from downtown would treat me like I was from uh, uptown. So I was like, <laughs> I was that stuck in the middle. Kid. You were kind of like not really the outcast, but yeah, like well, yeah, kind of, yeah, kind of, yeah. you know. But but hip hop kind of like as I immersed myself in the hip hop, that's kind of just how that was my my my, my past, so to speak. You yeah. know what I mean? And even for even for downtown, it was like that because basketball that wasn't my that wasn't my talent. That was just for fun. Right, <laughs> hip hop was the like the way that you related. Exactly, it was exactly. the way that you fit. So exactly, yeah, 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 that was my niche, so to speak. And um, but like the the projects and the parties were so dope because it was kind of like the radio at the time. You got the whole spectrum and the whole gambit. You got everything from Easy E. To X Clan, Holler, to Kwame, Holler. to NWA, to Too Short, to Ghetto Boys, to Luke Skywalker, in the span of a half hour. Sidebar on Not the same show. We didn't Sidebar. have time to in the same party back then. Sidebar, yo, <coughs> nobody talks about Two Live Crew. Nobody talks I mean, about look, Two Live Crew. Everybody Not anymore. Nobody talks about. Well, this is funny because you got all of these cats that are, uh, you know, like my age. That wanna, you know, look down their nose at today's artists when really all they're doing is just a different manifestation of the fun music that we listen right. to back then. Exactly. Like Two Live Crew could be controversial by showing 
four or five girls in thongs <laughs> right. face and ass out. Right. That's not controversial now. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, you gotta so take it to they gotta go, yeah, they gotta go harder. But it's just the cycle. Like, even druggy rap is just a different drug now. Yeah. When weed was new to hip hop, then everything was weed, and now it's different drugs. But you know, the issue really is back then there was so much contrast and there was so much room for diversity yeah. that you could have positive and negative. And now it's just, you're inundated with so much negative that it's like, yeah, now we're gonna. You know, the positive feel like they have to lash out, and it's really a division created. You know right. what I mean? And it's like positive, negative, conscious, ignorant, indie, major, commercial, underground. And I mean, I can remember when Jim Crow took effect in the record stores, because back mm-hmm. in the day, you just find records. You know, Jay Z would be right next to Jay Live, and then you know, you yeah. go, you yeah. go to Beat Street next year. Like I remember, I was on the, I had a bootleg. I was I shared a bootleg with Jay Z and I was like, man, I've arrived. <laughs> <laughs> the white vinyl bootleg. Yeah, exactly. You know oh what shit! But it's like, I right. yeah, that's probably a, that's probably some rare. I got it shit. too. It's okay. like then that's not on one side and a Jay Z joint on the other side. I was like, yeah, I'm like, wow. But um, no, but like the, you you kind of notice in the split in B Street in Brooklyn. Where you go downstairs and they're like, oh, on this, this is the indie section, yeah. and this is it, and I'm like, it was like the letter P, like you come in and like the <laughs> records are like in the, the letter P, yeah, and the I guess the hits or whatever were on this side, like yeah. the, the bottom of the P, and they had like the top ten indie of the week, yeah. It's like all of a sudden now we Damn. got our own water fountain, our own bathroom, yeah. you know what I'm saying? We can't get down with the with the cool kids. I no think more. they try to compete <laughs> with um fat beats to tell you the truth. Yeah, that shit that's wacky as fuck because when you think on one level it's like. <laughs> If you're into this shit, go over to that side of the store. Right. Or another level, it's like almost like if nobody's going to that side of the store because they don't even know it's over there, we should. Right. Be, they just closes you out even further. Right. Where your eyes go, your eyes point to. No, and it's like partly you, you blame part of that on you know the major probably had something to do with that as far as shelf space and retail space. Uh, but yeah. then part of it was the culture because there was this 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 you know dichotomy like all right. This is rap and this is hip hop. Rap is something you do. Hip hop is something you live. Well, you know that ain't hip hop because the <laughs> ethics don't match. So we yeah. just gonna call that rap because you rapping, but you ain't rapping hip hop. And then fast forward now, you get a generation of kids that are like, they don't care. Fine, I don't do hip hop. I'm rapping. I don't yeah. do. I don't want you to call me hip hop because that was our fault. You guys are square. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think that was our fault. It was our fault. It was our. You say our? You mean like our generation? Yeah, I won't okay. go on the super. No, I, I'm not even our generation yeah, but um, our genre. Our subgenre of yeah. rap because it, there was a lot of people that they just weren't that dope, but they just leaned on, they being, weren't being, being mainstream. Being right, like, like, like we've all not, been to a lot of, I mean, cut you off, we all no, been to no. a lot of shows where like the, the local opener or whatever, is like just kind of whack, but they be like, cut the beat off. Yo, this is the real hip hop. This ain't what's on the radio. <laughs> and that's all they have. Right, like you know now I, mean? I have an excuse for not being on the radio. Yeah, it, exactly. it could be because I'm real and avant-garde and I have an ethic that just doesn't fit, or it could be because I suck. So now when you lump those, lump those two things together, yeah. you, now you're guilty by association. Yeah. It becomes that much harder for, you know what I'm saying? And that's when the word backpack became a bad that's word. That's when it became a stigma, yeah. Backpack, I don't think it was. Like, I was there for all of that, man. I saw yeah. all of that. Man, that's so like you were there. Of course you were there. But like, like all the the shit I hear about, like wetlands. Fucking oh, wetlands, man. Like, let me tell you all something. All this shit. Wetlands is dope. 
Because let me, actually, let me take a break real quick. We'll okay. come right back. I won't sure. let you. You sit here with this plate of food that you've been like dying <laughs> to get a bite of. I'm gonna take like a quick break, and we'll get right back. Where that? To the wetland. Yeah, yeah. So, remember that birthday fatigue I was telling you about? One of the first ones I celebrated this month was Von Pease. I got him a gift. I'm pretty sure you didn't. And if you didn't, and even if you did, you can get him a gift now. You can go to iTunes, go to Bandcamp, and buy To You, his album with the other guys. It drops November 25th. It features Cooley High, Substantial. It features The Lessendary, and it's all produced by the other guys. Pretty dope shit. That said, I need you guys, I implore you guys, I beg you guys to buy Von P a birthday present. Buy his album, eight bucks. Really good album. You can go check out his single Chasing Amy right now on SoundCloud. You can check out um, So East Coast on SoundCloud. Or you can just fucking buy the album for $8 and show him that you love him. You know what I'm saying? Support, you gotta support dope shit, otherwise dope shit don't happen. And by the way, rate, review, subscribe. Rate review When you buy his album Leave a rating Drop a review Something You know what I'm saying Like let people know That you appreciate this art Because We need the encouragement To keep making it And other people need to see That you enjoy it You know what I'm saying It's more than just It means a lot more Than you think it does Um So Let's get back to the episode though Bad with names That's that That's that Satan I call it Satan Satan But yeah So I was trying to get my man, Mr. Mac, to come jump in, but we'll, we'll get them on another episode. Shout out to Mac in the background, charging his phone. <laughs> but, uh, oh, shit. All right, fine, fine, <laughs> fine, fine. You fucking happy now? Fine. <laughs> we'll give J-Law because I want, I want J-Law to talk about uh, his album and other shit, too. Uh, but we'll do that in the, in the last segment. But Word. welcome to the podcast, Mr. Mac. You know what I'm saying? Got the got homie. Thank you for having me. Thank you for having me. Much appreciated. The, the mic is hot, so we ain't even got to like lay it in the screen. But uh, so we're talking about. I'm uh, chewing on the mic. I just gonna leave. All right, so fucking. He just gonna leave. All right, so cool. Buzz it. He been quick. You know what I'm saying? Fucking colored. You were telling me about wet. Quick feature segment. back here. Oh. You were telling me about wetlands. First, I want to say J-Live ain't worth a hot damn on a cold day. <laughs> Let that be the first statement I make on this interview. No, the second statement, now let's talk about why you're even on the tour right now, because you were like, not even supposed to, you weren't supposed to be on the tour, right? No, nah, not, I mean, no, not at all. I mean, the, these dudes do their thing. I release my albums, and I, I, I'm very much uh, more of a casual MC at this point. Yeah, like, yeah. I, you know, I'm not, I'm not, definitely don't go as hard as I should, or as, as hard as these dudes do, and all the dedication they put into it. Anybody who watches me sees me like doing my, you know, interview thing, my journalism thing, all hip hop, watch loud, billboard, you know, I got a good circle that I'm writing for, so that kind of keeps me out of the loop as far as music is concerned. It's good for sanity though. And outside of it being good for sanity, I will say it's, it's good for just documenting the whatever, the culture, you know what I'm saying? Because mm -hmm. people like people like you and us, we come from a space where I think that somebody who wasn't so like like who wasn't a, who didn't participate in the culture like mm -hmm. to the extent you did wouldn't understand the nuances of what's happening. You know what I'm saying? So whenever I see you doing an interview or write some shit, like I like it because I know that it's this. You know what I'm saying? Expert. It's coming from an intelligent, almost expert kind of position. I appreciate you know that, man. I think that's I think that's probably the reason I get called as much as I do. First of all, if you're a rapper, you can't bullshit. 
Yeah, yeah. I know when you're phoning it in. <laughs> right. I right. know that took no work to do. I can tell that you did it in one take. I can tell you wrote that song in ten minutes. Like, you yeah. know, the, none of none of that fools me. So, <laughs> if I'm coming to ask you a question, it's going to be an informed question from a point of view that uh, what I call a civilian wouldn't necessarily understand. And that's I felt like that was always the job to give a civilian a taste of what it is to be. Right us on every level like us from this level here to you know rocking in the small rooms at a club to selling out a stadium yeah and how that feeling multiplies and quite frankly i've i've been on enough of those stages where i know when it's real and when it's not so i can i've always been able to you know adapt that to my writing but with all that fly shit said Still doing albums, still doing music. You know, I can explain this in stores right now. Uh, iTunes, the whole nine yards. Last exit is about to drop, probably first quarter, and I'm working on Sounding Fury. So yeah, so you're pretty know. busy, I, you know, and you still have time to come help Pack out when he has laryngitis. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, yeah. you know what it is. Pack, Pack is absolutely. I'll say this on record. Pack is absolutely my best friend. Yeah, yeah. And uh, if I needed that, he would come. He would come do it for me. Yeah, definitely. And I will put my flag in the ground and say that as far as a duo is concerned on stage when it comes to rocking I don't think too many people get down better than me and him do so um, dude I'll say this like whatever um so I put we put out some he said that to a duo <laughs> <laughs> but so with me and I said like, it to a trio though <laughs> me and Vaughn we do we in a group and we do solo shit too yo I hate shows by myself like I'm, I'm on stage yeah. I'm lost up there like and it's so it's so, I was so just, empty it's, it's like there's so much room and like I, I don't have that look away and let him say the word and come back yeah, with nah, full lungs and there's shit none of that Bro. there's none of that shit so which when, is why he's got Larry yeah I was gonna say so when he said he had Larry Jettis I was looking like this is why I'm scared of being lost this is a real fear B like you you, you wanna go so hard and you wanna give the yeah. best presentation possible and, and on one end, you could consider it a crutch. Yeah. I've heard people say that. Nah, it's definitely not. It's a different level of showmanship. It's yeah, a different aesthetic. Right. That's how I look at you know it. I look at it as me trying to do the best job possible, and this helps me do the best job possible. You know what a crutch is? A crutch is a backing track with your vocals. That's not even a crutch. That's a violation. That's, yeah, that's lame. Like, that's great. Yeah, yeah it's exactly. a violation. Exactly. But some, I, that's a violation. You know what I'm saying? We only allow one person to do that. Who? Rakim. Rakim does that? Yeah. Girl, he might have done that like a couple I've seen him do it. I saw him at the Roots Picnic, he didn't do it. The, I, well, that's maybe that's I say. I've, I've seen him like two, three uh, times. I've, you saw him like a club? <laughs> no, I, it, was, it was outdoors. Here's the thing, I don't know how many shows a year Rakim does. I imagine it's a lot. Yeah. yeah. So that's him. You little MC yeah, 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 you yeah, have yeah, no yeah. fucking excuse. You are not Rakim. Don't you ever compare you. Rakim do it? What the fuck does that mean? Rakim has classics upon classics. Rakim modernized the hip hop as we know it, the lyricism as we know it. You are not fucking Rakim. You don't have any excuses. Rakim can come. We not rock tonight because um we don't have the instrumental. So we probably won't rock tonight. We rock the vocal because we're doing the vocal. We're doing the video. Oh, so we're gonna rock the backing track? But we we got to shoot the video. Shoot the video. Different aesthetic. Okay, yeah, yeah. Shoot the video. Come on, there's rules. There's rules. There's rules. So it's definitely not. I'm still shooting the video. So explain it. You know. But yeah, you got you got see see. But let let's come back around and drive that point. You are not rock him. 
Yeah, no, no. You're not Rai. You're not KRS. You're not Buster. You're not any of this showman that we know. Yeah. You do not have the stripes to get up there and rock over your vocal track. That is booty. We got sidetracked, though. We supposed to be yeah. talking about Wetland. We were talking. I want to I wanna know more about, like, that that era in New York hip-hop. It you know felt what I'm different. Because Cause, it cause felt different. If I could lead you a little bit or, or like, give a little bit of my uh, perspective. Please. In Ohio, like, in Cincinnati, Ohio, like, looking at videos, this shit was like another planet, G. Like I tell, I tell, I tell Vonis all the time. It was literally like I could not understand. I could understand the sound stage when you like watch the TV show. Like, right. oh yeah, there's a fire hydrant. And there's like a little funny like right. they dress the set with trash. When I would see videos in New York, like actual footage, I was like, yo, this shit's crazy. It looked like another planet. So I couldn't imagine the energy of those rooms, you like wetlands and like the tunnel or like other spots. You know what I'm saying? It, it wasn't. It wasn't just the room, though. Like it was, and we all Knitting brought factory. it to that room. Knitting factory, mm-hmm. uh, uh, mm-hmm. uh all those spots back in the day. It. It. The, even. 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 Even going to uh, what was the what was the uh, spot on West Eighth Street that where, where we got all the vinyl? Oh, eighty hip hop. Eighty eight hip hop was another Ooh, one, but where we what? got all the vinyl from? Fat beats. Fat beats. Oh, yeah, yeah. Even even fat beats. Every little spot where we collected at, it felt fucking different. Baby Jupiter, they just felt different because it wasn't about. You know, shop It wasn't about lying. Yeah. Today it's really about like it's it's about lying. It's about it's about it's about like I mean, and it's it's all it's all done under the umbrella of entertainment, which is why I don't hate. But back then it was uh, it was honest to God about being better. It was yeah. just being better than the dude next, and it wasn't it wasn't malice. The, co- the competition didn't have malice. We were, I was I didn't hate you to compete with you. Yeah. I wanted to go hard when I saw New Tone, New Orican, at the at the fucking New Orican. When I saw Tone, Pack, Substantial, these dudes on stage, Immortal Technique, I battled Tech. I battled Tech. I battled Iron, I battled Iron Solomon to a standstill. Lions we tied. Then? Lions then. It just <laughs> felt. It just felt. But. Going back to Wetlands, which had to be one of my favorite spots because I have a background in breakdancing too. So when I would oh, go word. downstairs and watch these dudes spinning and popping and like just going hard body dance, and sometimes they wouldn't even be battling. They like the battle would just break up and dudes would just hit the floor, just go hard, and they would do that for like hours at a time. Another dude, another dude, another dude, and then you go upstairs and. Diabolic <coughs> is battling on stage or Mortal Technique is battling on stage and there's a crew in there and one side is mad rowdy and the other side is mad rowdy and they just but everybody shut up when the battling started. Yeah. And everybody's job was to catch every line. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Not pretend like you understood it, not kinda get it. You were really listening for those lines. Not it wasn't about how you dressed. There. You actually right. wanted to hear what was happening. And you walked out quoting the lines. Mm-hmm. Like, did you hear what he said? Yeah. Oh, shit. And that's it was crazy. crazy. Like, you could go back to YouTube or watch. Like, you were. That was it. That shit. And that, that shit it. made it better. It was history. That's, that's what made it history. You know what I'm saying? The fact that it it happened, and if you were there, you were there, and it, 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 you, left, you left with a different mind frame. Yeah. It shaped you. You know what I'm saying? Cool, one of the coolest things ever happened to me, um, show related, was doing oh, Wetlands for the Handsome Boy Modeler School album. Oh wow! Right, it was there was Prince Paul was doing a whole album at Wetlands, mm-hmm. and I went to the sound check. It wasn't no sound check, or I missed the sound check. Whatever, whatever happened, I left and came back, and I was running behind. I literally opened the door, 
and the song started playing. It was like a like a beer commercial or a video. <laughs> <laughs> like by the, like I'm just giving that and, and pounds and bear hugs, and by the time I got to the stage, it was literally she just finished singing. It was time for me to spit my verse. That was like the coolest thing ever. That, that's a hell of an entrance. That's a Hollywood. Like you could have yeah. planned that. Could have been planned better. Right. Written the script better. You right. know what I'm saying? I think my wildest memory had to be being in the crowd, chilling, actually being at the front door. And I think Breeze ever flowing rolled out front. Was like, yo, we won battle of short. Mech, jump in. And oh. I didn't. I had never. I didn't battle. Like I battled clowning around, but I never like. So you, this was wetlands. Oh shit! And he was like, yo, just jump in. And I this was, was like, wetland. You said. Yeah. And I, in my head, I'm like, you know what? I get wiped out in the first round. I get to go back to my night. No big deal. Right, right. I jump in. I beat the first guy. Then I beat the second guy. Then I beat the third guy. The fourth guy is fucking diabolic. I'm like, son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Me and him end up battling. I just know I'm gonna lose. I hit him with some line about him being white, of course. Yeah. I said some shit like, you know, of course you're the man. You can go outside and catch a cab. And I'll be standing. Standing there. So, you know, peel off in mommy's Volvo. Some shit like that. And I fucking won. <laughs> I'm like, you gotta be kidding me. I ended up beating Diabolic, and now I have to battle a mortal technique. And we this is your first battle, though. I mean, clearly you had some strikes. Like, you, you were like, you know, this was my first official but tissue. That's crazy. Standing there minding my own business. That's like a buzzer beater for full court or something. <laughs> but like four of them. Yes. Next thing you know, I battled Tech and he won. He, he hands down, he hands down scraped me. But at the end of the battle, I was like shaking and fucking like standing by the bar holding my heart. <laughs> shit was beating out of my chest. Like, what the fuck just happened? What the fuck just happened? Mac, you battled Tech. Yeah, I know. It's shit. Anybody get that on <laughs> That's fucking surreal, man. Like you know what I'm saying? Like Cinderella story about it, that. Like I can't even. Surreal is surreal is the word that I would use for that entire era. Yeah. I don't know if we realized how special it was when we were going. No, I would say it was so Absolutely. special that when you look at. Scribble Jam in Cincinnati. When you describe Wetlands, Scribble, that just sounds like a, a, a festival in Cincinnati. That was like every every week here. It was like right. a weekly or nightly here. Right. What was it? Weekly. What us? Wetlands. There was, was there was a different. It was every night was a different spot. Yeah. Okay. So Wetlands might have been like a Thursday, but then you had like Baby Jupiter on another day, and then like you know you could always go to the Nurik and the first Saturday yeah. every month. They cool. would have different events there, so different days of the week you could go there for that shit. Um. Spots was popping all week. It was just a matter of where you you just had to know where to go. And that was another thing that was dope about it. It just wasn't on flyers for everybody. Right. You literally had to know who to talk to and how to get there. Yeah. Now once you got there, showed your face a couple times, okay, you're cool, it's all right. good, people know you dap it up. But if you just showed up the first couple of times, it was like, well, who, who you? Yeah. <laughs> Word. Cats was like, not not protected but they say, but just like it was like they were building something. Yeah, it wasn't it wasn't because we didn't want we didn't want frauds running around. Right. Like you, we, we called you out for being a fraud. There were no posers. Nope. Yeah. You could not be a poser. That was a, it was a rap for Damn. you. Yeah. It was a rap for you. <laughs> the first poser I ever saw was in Wetlands. He jumped on stage to battle and he couldn't catch the beat and he actually stopped and said, Yo, I'm a smooth rapper B. I can't be doing this. They booed the wow. shit out of him. <laughs> what does that even mean? Took the mic it from him and escorted him out of the paint. Yeah. I need to make an excuse. It, and it was a rap. We never saw him again. Yeah, it was like Showtime with the Apollo. Never saw wow. him again. He never showed face. Exactly. I don't think the bouncers let him in after that. Damn. That's how real it was. Like, you you can't come in here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Didn't uh, homeboy Sandman come up through New York or am I tripping? 
It sounds about right. I want because New York still go still has that shit. Down. Yeah, they still yeah. still hold it down. I want to say he was like back when the uh, the actual factual pterodactyl days. You know, he was like into the week and all that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dub, yeah. yeah. That's a whole other animal. That was like the next generation. All of that shit. Yeah. So when you say next generation, would you say it was like what, what made it? Was it was just it was a different group of people. I don't know. I guess, man, because I mean I've been around for. I seen a lot of cats come and go. Yeah. So I just, you know, hear about EO Dub like after, you know, that was after Tramps. Yeah. That was Tramps was gone by the time that started. You know what I'm saying? So it was like, and then for me, I would go away to school and then come back or come down on the weekend. Right. I was on the Greyhound bus like every weekend coming down to do something. You know what I'm saying? Because I went, I went to Albany. So it was just, I mean, it's just like, like, put it like this. I heard about Tanya Morgan from Susio playing Sunset on what to this day in my mind is the Stretch and Bobbito show. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so it's like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I was I was there for Stretch and Bob. You know, Stretch. I'm, I'm here. Yo. I'm here because Stretch and Bob played bragging rights on this show. And it got all the way to like Japan and back. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like the struck that sh- then that show was fucking like yeah. I knew about that shit. You know, you know what, what I'm saying? That show was just like mayhem on NYU. You missed it? I, no. I just missed the stretch and Bob. Martin Moore on NYU. Okay. Like, I, I came in a little bit after that. They were still legends, but mm-hmm. the show itself, I missed my yeah. La Mel at City College, Hardcore Righteousness. La Mel started that show. Oh, so wow. it's still called Hardcore Righteousness. And Kwame, I think I don't know if Kwame still holds it down. But I remember back then, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I brought my turntables to City College to DJ that show. <laughs> but, you know what I'm saying? And it was like an honor for me, like, oh man, I'm sitting, you know what I'm saying? And then I put out a couple singles, and it was like, it was an honor for them to have me. So it was cool, yeah. you know what I mean? But yeah, I mean, this, this, I've seen a lot of cats come and go, like that whole Ruckus catalog, all them joints, them cats that didn't necessarily continue well, after yeah, that, you know, yeah. like the, the, you know, just tons, man. Like, like, like I got 12 inches in my crib of groups like the Triflex, and you sit probably sitting there like, who the Triflex? Yeah, who are the Triflex? They were dope. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> what, Sir, like what? Around like what year? Sir Menelik. There was. Dope. I know. I know about like, Sir Menelik. Shabam Sadiq still doing this thing. You know what I'm saying? I, I know Shabam. Mike Zook. You know what I mean? Like I, I've heard of Mike Zook. But like I'm sitting, I'm sitting in Spinner's crib with like you know IGF and Hazardous and AL and 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 you know what I'm saying? It's like. Yeah. We got gold cassettes to say L Butter, you know what I'm saying? A Butter and L Swift on them, you know what I mean? Like, that's how far back that it goes. Like, I'm putting out, when we put out Longevity and Bragging Rights, there really was like a handful of cats doing indie 12 inches. You're talking about Company Flow, Jig Masters, which was Spinner and Criminal, Mm -hmm. um, Mr. Complex. Uh, it was like there wasn't that many, you know what I mean? Yeah. So the fact that like a lot of people say those, the, you know, us few were kind of like the pioneers, and when they they say our indie hip hop pioneers, I'm like no, because hip hop was indie at first, you know what I'm saying? Like so you can't really call us indie hip hop pioneers. You can say like an indie hip hop renaissance in New York. Okay, yeah. we were the pioneers of that, but not necessarily quote unquote all indie. It's hip-hop. just that we saw you making a living. Yeah, like, and it's you like know, we watched when I watched those people. He would make when I came in the door, and those people were already established and out and running. That was the goal. The arsonist. It, 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 look, yeah. it looks feasible. Yeah, yeah. yeah like right. it looks like more than just a hobby. Word? Yeah, right. exactly. And like the thing, yeah. sustainable. You know? turn this right? lifestyle into a life. The yeah. plan was sell 3,012 inches, get a record deal. 
And we sold 3,000, we didn't get a record deal, but then we ended up selling like 13,000 12 inches. Mm -hmm. And this is like 1995. <laughs> this is so crazy. And we're like charting college radio next to Nas and them, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And they're on like Columbia and shit. So then you put out another 12 inch and it sells 20 something thousand and you got it on CD and it's in like HMV on in the CD single. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, yeah. I have a question about that though. Yeah. Were the majors knocking at all? Like, what, we talking, if they saw the numbers. After the it? second single, we were talking to Next Plateau. Um, DreamWorks was going to be a label and they wanted to do hip hop. Um, Payday and a couple others. Okay. But this is like, you know, 97, 98. And we ended up rolling with Payday. And like, Raucous was just budding and we didn't even know what it was going to become. We knew it was going to be something. Yeah. So this was while you were in college? Yes. Okay. I, I, I set my, my whole I'm, thing. I'm class of 98. The best part was supposed to come out. There's a source that it's says so, it's like, coming out April 97. Yeah, this is I saw it interesting because we're the same age. Like, yeah. literally, we're in college the same time. Yeah. So this shit is so bugged out to me because... It's like it's like a, a, the Source magazine or some shit sitting right, right here with me, telling me <laughs> all this shit I was reading. You know like, what I'm saying? Like, like the cool thing about it, I had set up my senior year. I went to class the summer before, just so I would have that few credits that I could do an independent study spring semester and tour to put out the record in '98. And then when all the things fell apart and the album didn't come out, it was like fine, but I'm, I'm still, I just get to chill. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm walking around campus like, I already got my degree. All I had to do was write a research paper on hip hop and give you my complete works, like the complete works of J-Live with footnotes and synopsis for each verse. And that was my independent study as an English major. Crazy. Yeah, the cheek. <laughs> <laughs> his his hearing this shit right now going, my oh, God, man. It was good. We got had. <laughs> it was good. The jig is in order. It was good. That's probably, if I could find that stuff, it'll probably be in the book. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, hell yeah. Because it was man. good. Crazy. It's funny that you mentioned the source, because that was my, that's how I actually found a way to make a living out of. Off of, like out of hip hop, um, yeah, yeah. Like and keep the lifestyle. The goal was to be like him, but seeing this out out didn't seem feasible at the time. I got an internship at the source, huh. and I was in like they did. I, they didn't know how old I was. What what year was it when you was interning over there? Oh. Was so on and off. I think I started in like ninety something. Okay. Like late nineties. Were you there for any five mic albums? Um Well wow, Outcast played. Mine was back. supposed to be five mic albums. Actually. Where and the dude that wrote it told me. He was like, they want I wanted them to give you five mics, but they were like, We don't know them, so we can't. Who was that? Shit like that. Shit like that used to happen. And then they told I, me. I, I've heard about it. And that. then they told me for for all of the above, they were like, we couldn't. We was like, how are we gonna get this five mics? And we gave such and such four mics, so we can't do it. And then now what happened? Yeah. Like they start feeling like this album was better than now. Yeah. But we wanted to give them for, but we didn't give that one. The girl that wrote our our first album, Moonlighting, she wrote the review and she was like, I turned it in as four mics, and they gave y'all three and a half. Yeah. Yeah. Shit happens. Point shaving. But so yeah. you, you said you were there for some some. Uh, I was there for the. For when little Kim got it, nobody agreed with that. That was a hard That's really hard what I was that wasn't hardcore. It was Notorious K.I.M. Little Kim got five lines? Yeah. That's what really Notorious K.I.M. Exactly my point. I think it's a song called Jack And that's all the cover alone. And that's when you could have She had that Kanye joint that was like the last disc to Foxy Brown. It was like a Kanye. She ended the album with this little Kanye joint. 
And that was, that song might have been five. Like, yeah, yeah, I, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't check for it. But yeah. I, will I can't even remember the cover to that. In my tenure as as the music editor, huh? I actually well, on my bucket list were a handful of things: run the five mic column, get a cover story, and uh, and um, write a five mic review. That's what I. That was like the, my complete bucket. Yeah. I got eight covers. Oh shit! Which is more than like anybody in source history. Wow. Which, which covers did you get? Oh, I got Bust, Nas, Buster was one, Nas was another one, uh, Biggie, I actually did a Biggie cover for his movie. Dope. Yo, so you, 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 you met Biggie? Well, I met his mom. Okay, okay. I met his mom. Well, yeah, he was, he was, he was yeah, he was, yeah, he was notorious, he, yeah, but I met his mom, um, the Five Mike album I actually actually wrote was uh, for Bun B, Trill OG. Okay, and dope. He, he got five Shouts to that. Uncle Bun. Oh, yeah. Uh, Uncle, 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 Uncle Bunjamin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, that, that was like, it was my bucket list came out pretty nice. I wanted to get somebody signed. I wanted to write an unsigned hype. They got somebody signed. Pill got signed to Atlantic. So I knocked that one out. I said I wanted to like leave an impact in hip hop. Just like yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I started Slaughterhouse, which like it can't be. I couldn't be more proud of that. Like, yeah, that's yeah. like one of my achievements. Yeah. And um, yeah, man, it went good. It was- Slaughterhouse counted. Not kind of like Slaughterhouse put a face to a, a fresh face to battle rap. I won't say a new face, but like almost like for like 2000 and what 13, 14 to wake people up. Yeah, I give it that. I mean, because I, I, I feel like you had things like um, what's that shit that uh, what's what's the battle that happens? Oh, yeah. smack, smack. You have shit like that, but it was almost like it was it was a big thing for. People, like like people that were really into it, like passive people didn't really like passive people who were not really following the battle scene. They got into it off the strength of Slaughterhouse. Yeah, and they they kind of just saw Slaughter like, what the fuck's happening with over here? Right. But yeah, so Slaughterhouse is a pretty interesting group though. I it started off as just a song idea. That was it. I just wanted to, I just wanted to do a song. I Swagger like us it came out. Yeah. My idea was I'm gonna call four of the nicest MCs that I can think of that I have in my phone personally. I'm gonna reach out to them. We're all gonna do. They're gonna do. Give me a verse for this beat, and they're gonna smash it so bad that nobody will get on it again. Yeah. And my whole goal to do that was I didn't want another Millie. Right. Because everybody covered a Millie when it came out. Right. And I was so sick of that shit. And I saw Swagger like us going the same way. So I was like, I'm gonna get some dudes on here. That by the time they get done. Everybody's gonna be like, well, fuck this. Yo, even funnier, you might have shut that trend all the way down. I don't I don't remember it really happening again. At the time. Like, has it happened again since, for real? Yeah, hell yeah, it's happened now. Everybody jumped time. on the hot nigga beat. Everybody yeah, jumped on that. Control. I know French jumped on that. Control, 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 control. Control is a response, though. They control, weren't jumping yeah. on it to, like, just show off. They were jumping on it to take shots. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That was a little bit different vibe, but I get what you're saying. Yeah, so I didn't shut it down, but... I think Hot Nigga, it, it just made a, a, a comeback with Hot Nigga. That might be it. <laughs> I, did, I did make a group, though, so... Yeah. <laughs> Not bad. Not, Not bad. Eight, eight, eight cover stories, one signed artist. Created a group, five Mike album, ran the unsigned hype column, stories about Biggie, um, interviewed Eminem, interviewed Nas, interviewed Nicki Minaj when she was first blowing up. Like, yeah, it's just. You ran through the magazine. Yeah. I, I, my bucket list is like I didn't know. Yeah. I didn't know your fingerprint was that heavy on the source. You oh, know what I'm saying? Oh, I, I, I knew you were. I knew you were over there, but I didn't know it was that heavy. Oh. Jay, you're you're of the unsigned hype 
Like Mount Rushmore. Yeah, I'm yeah. Right or wrong. He sure is. Yeah, it's, it's he like, sure is. He's one of the faces we talk like about. It's like the main ones like yeah. you, Common, Capone, Noriega, DMX. Who am I forgetting? Like it's like Eminem, Biggie Smalls, Biggie was on the cover. So okay, let's talk about it. How was that's like the Mount Rushmore? How did that even happen? Not sound hype thing. I just know selling stuff you Hines reviewed it. And that's all it takes. He's an OG. Oh, wow. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's why, like, to the full time, like, that's the, Whenever I see him on social media, I'm like, that's <laughs> <laughs> There's no extra politics involved. Nah, you know, I don't know what it was. That's, that's why I'm like, so how did that even happen? It seems, I don't know. He just, he just I, I think, really. Just I like think it. I owe the unsigned hype to stretch and ball playing it so much. Yeah, really. yeah. You know so you mean? did you find like you probably found out before the issue came out. Like you found out when you went to the news yeah, and shit. My, 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 my people like surprised like yo, guess what? Check it out. I was like, ah! <laughs> That's crazy. You know what I'm saying? Because when we, oh, so we got, we were, it was double XL, but Daytuan was over there. And he hit us up like, yo, he tracked me down to my job in Cincinnati, like, um, I want to interview y'all for double XL. Can you be in someone for a photo shoot? I'm like, I'm in Cincinnati. That's crazy. <laughs> Give me a week. <laughs> you know something crazy? You know who wrote my first bio? Who? Chairman Mao. Oh shit, for real? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah, that's crazy. Wow. That's crazy. Wow. He's pulling out the whole thing. Yeah, for real. He's so, a dude whose name's getting whispered in the right. hallway. <laughs> but you don't want to say it too loud. Yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> or they get like, a check I'll, from Rev. I'm like, that. Like, like, services. Like, when I saw my name in the book of rap lists, I was like, Damn. Uh, you know what man. I'm saying? Like the Ego Trip book? Yeah. Mm. That was like, man. We don't do that stuff no more. Yeah. That yeah. stuff doesn't happen anymore because you can't, first of all, nobody wants to be a hater. Second of all, the criteria is all screwed up. Nobody knows what we're judging on anymore. There's no, sales. Yeah, what if it's no standard. It's so yeah, vague. Standards are completely out the there's window. There's no standard and there's no credibility and there's no sense of journalism. You know what I'm that's saying? That's another problem. Yeah, that too. That's what really killed it for me. Like, man. I mean, it's dick riding. Yeah. It's that, it's that thing where everybody's entitled to their opinion and the internet gives everybody a platform to make their opinion. And also, there's it's so baseless. much. So it's, it ends up being baseless and uninformed. The payola culture kind of gets into the magazine world, too, mm-hmm. to where everybody's looking for perks. So you want to be nice to everybody. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The rappers are too sensitive. You can't like tell them they're whack. They, when you tell them they're whack, they don't. Yeah, they don't. They don't take it as motivation to come back better. Right. They're right. like, well, you wrong. You didn't treat me well the first time around. So now that I'm blown up, it's I don't the fuck vapors. with this. It's the vapors. Yeah. yeah so everybody every, every want to be nice because what a motherfucker does. Yeah. Love, they yeah. want to get that. They want to get right. that feature, that whatever. And I've I've never been able to carry myself like that. Like I've told dudes, this is whack. And then they're like, when I blow up, I'm like, I didn't say you wouldn't blow up. <laughs> I just said, yo, this well, is I think. Whack. Shit blows up all the time. Right. I think that's only happened one time where somebody felt entitled and they did blow up, but they were actually talented. And that's Tyler the Creator. Because, like, remember when he came out, it was like, oh, y'all don't want to cover me? Fuck all of y'all. Fuck Two Dog. Fuck Nobody. Fuck this and fuck that. But he still came out and he actually did have talent. Kanye. That was Kanye's story, too. But who, who like, shut him out that, like, Kanye? Publicly (laughs) shut him out. It wasn't, see, it's it's never really a matter of if it actually happened. Label? Yeah, label, yeah. Label, yeah. <laughs> or on his label, you're right. You're right. Yeah. Or absolutely right. All it takes is the perception of not being accepted to the level that you feel you should be. Yeah, that's true. That's right. what it really takes. Like Eminem had a grudge against the source for a minute for not getting five bites, even though he was selling records and we loved him and we gave him props, we gave him a cover. We had like two cups, two, he, three covers. He yeah. like, he but he wanted, he wanted those mics, and when he felt like we didn't give it to him, he felt 
I guess entitled. He felt shunned. He but felt like, album? yo, y'all was shitting on me. I think it was the Marshall Mathers. Okay. I can tell you okay. this. That's the classic. Wait, that, that didn't get five mics? No. Uh, what did he get, like four? Four and a half. Four and a half? That four word you five. brought up, though, entitlement, once you let that go, it's a beautiful thing. Like coming up, like, you know, I got I, I got a major label deal. Okay, album's supposed to come out. Okay, they say 97. Okay, what's happening? Oh, they keep pushing it. Okay, um, I'm getting beats from Easy LP, Domingo, Buck Wild, and now somebody's hiding behind Creative Control. Somebody snitched on a sample. This is not gonna happen. Oh, okay, and by the time we get through all of that, oh, by the way, Signals bought Universal, and uh, your label doesn't exist anymore. Oh, word? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so it's like, you let go of that entitlement. Like, don't nobody owe you nothing. Yeah, yeah. You know, you end up like, everybody's looking at me like, yo, it's so sad your record didn't come out. I'm like, yeah, but there's a lot of records that didn't come out that right. were supposed to come out on London Records, mm -hmm. that were supposed to come out on Payday Records, that were supposed to be in that Universal group and all of that thing. A lot of them records got lost in the sauce. They were calling my record the greatest record never heard. That my record became a urban that. legend. You know what I'm saying? To the point where it's bootleg, <laughs> and like Mr. Complex comes back from England with a with a with a, a vinyl with a picture of me. I don't know where they got it from. Like six of my joints. And that's when I was like, all right, well, if everybody's gonna bootleg it, I might as well sell it my damn self. Like, <laughs> the bootleg vinyl. <laughs> you can put together a folder of P3s. Like, my God, yeah. Somebody <laughs> went to a person plan like, I want a right. 500 of these. Like somewhere there's <laughs> a picture. You know what I'm saying? That's and it crazy. worked. And yeah. it worked. It's it was like that, um, that I and I album with like so yeah. many different versions of that. Well, the shit. first Fantastic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Welcome to life in hip hop yeah, in the '90s. But then, like, I'm thinking, That's like, crazy as fuck, man. I used to do shows where we needed dub plates. That in and of itself. You know what I'm saying? Well, like, oh, like, for the instrumental. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. You were cutting up dub plates, and you could only cut them maybe for one tour because next thing they'll look. Shh. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like when um when Dusty Fingers put the bragging rights break on that shit, it was like a dream come true because my originals were fried. Yeah. So it's like okay, now I can cut this up. I had like a box of them joints. Like Dusty Fingers volume, I don't yeah. know which volume it was. I was like, I had it was a box the brown of them. one, right? Just to run through them. Yeah, I like that man, one. it's great. It's great. Even though it was short, it was like ah, right, cool. You know, before Serato. What was what was touring like back then? Dope. I mean, it was dope. Um, I wasn't ever really big time with a bus. Like I only got yeah, on the bus, yeah, yeah. like rolling with like Living Legends or something. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That bus life scene. People say it's not. People, I think it, the bus life is probably crazy. People bus say life was fun. I, I've That's heard me. I've heard it's overrated, but I think it's probably the like shit in the world. So me? That's me. The white. You want me to pass it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait, I, I think I think the bus was probably crazy. You know what I'm saying? Bus was fun. Thing about for me it was like just traveling overseas. Yeah, yeah. That was the cool part. Like, okay, so this question: Has overseas always been like it is? Cause we just recently started going over. It's actually it used to be better. At least in my experience. I can't imagine it being better. Well, put it like this. <laughs> put it like this. Right? It's crazy. As Last few that. times I went to Europe, right? Uh, you might do Amsterdam. You know what I'm saying? When I first used to go over there, you do Amsterdam, Neumagen, Eindhoven, a whole bunch of little cities. Like first time in the UK, we did like London, Nottingham, Ipswich, Leeds, Birmingham, Manchester. You run up to freaking Scotland and do Edinburgh, Glasgow. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Like I've been to Dublin and Belfast. You know what I mean? Like yeah, Lim yeah. Limerick, Ireland. So. 
don't know, maybe it's maybe it's the buzz, maybe other cats are doing it like that. But now it's like, alright, you're gonna hit certain cities like all over Germany, all these every little town in Germany, you know what I'm saying? And I think part of that was due to the fact that hip hop was and underground hip hop specifically was cooler internationally than it is now. Like Japan, right. when I went to Japan in '95, if you were young and Japanese, you were hip hop. That's it. You and that was it. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, like I not to the point where girls had spray tans, extensions, bangle earrings, yeah, yeah. like starter jackets. Dudes had locks. I heard motherfuckers have afros. Like they get afros. They get afros. And now it's like, all right, they love hip hop, but they got EDM, they got dubstep, they got all these other genres that they can sink their teeth into. And it's not like hip hop isn't the genre of the youth now. Them cats that was going to the shows in '95 is in their 30s now, and their kids are on some other shit. You know what I'm saying? So it depends on what's happening, really. But I mean, it's still it's still great, you know. It's, it's, and I'm sure y'all know. But it's just different. Yeah, I think thanks to the internet, it, just, it opens it up more. But at the same time, they become more used to it. Where before it used to be, maybe it would take more time for stuff to get over. And plus, it was a, it was more of a novelty back then. Like even my third time in England, it was so happy I was there. It was like, oh my god, I'm so glad you're here. And that was like everybody go. Everybody. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. It's like if you haven't gone, something's wrong with you. You know what I mean? Like another thing, when you first go, they're like, we're so glad you're here. We like American rap. It doesn't make sense in our accent. And then maybe the fourth time you go, yo, we're so glad you're here. We got so many artists that we want to put you up on from here. Yeah. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like we got our own scene now. You know what I'm saying? So it evolved. You know, like first time you go to Sweden, there wasn't Swedish artists opening up for you. We alright, so we're gonna take another break real quick. Come right back. I have to apologize. Um, I didn't warn you that the sound quality gets progressively worse as this podcast goes on. We were in a green room. You can only do so much to control noise bleed. When you're recording a podcast directly next to a stage as a show starts, like I, I like you can hear the sound, you can hear like the house music coming up, you can hear the green room filling up. I think it's kind of a cool quirky ambiance sort of thing in terms of like making you feel like you're really there, but it's also just pretty fucking noisy. Um, so it's gonna get a little bit worse, but again, it won't get unlistenable. And also, the conversation is pretty good. What I won't apologize for, however, is the sound quality on Don Speaks. It's fucking crystal clear. It's amazing. Parker did an amazing job. And the only way you can hear this crystal clear digital audio is by going to iTunes and not playing the snippets, but buying it, then playing it in several different audio devices. Your car, your, your fucking iPod, your home sound system, your computer. It sounds fantastic. And it's only $8. Don Speaks, Don Will Dash Speaks. Cop that. Now back to the show. Alright, so we gotta get out of here soon because um, the show's about to start. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But he's DJing the whole show, which means he's on stage the entire time. Working all the time. But um, <laughs> tell us about, tell him about your album, man. You know what I'm saying? Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> 
broke out a Diana Ross. <laughs> now the album's called uh, Around the Sun. Uh, it's dope as hell. It's got uh, me, Ramen. Doing some cuts. I'm on uh, a couple of tracks on production. I got production from DJ Newmark, DJ Spinner, Odyssey, um, PJ Cats, Corday, um, oh, Audible Doctor. This just it came together really well. Okay. I got uh, Tanya Morgan on there, which was insane. They're too expensive. You pay you passing podcasts. Homeboy Sandman on there. I got uh, my man Rome Supreme and Ekendayo. Ekendayo is like a beast from Long Island. It's been down in Atlanta just tearing things up for the longest. Um, my cousin Sam London is singing and he's awesome, so that's crazy because he's about to blow up something terrible. Uh, and yeah, it just came together really well, man. I'm proud of that record. It's like my, my latest record, and I feel like on many levels it's my strongest one. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I'm, of the, my, I'm of the frame of mind that every ever, like your, your most recent effort is always your strongest one. Yeah, I'd like to think so. You get better, you know what I'm saying? You only get better. See, like, you look at Illmatic and shit like that, and people hold you hold them out to a stand. Right. Like, Sometimes a lot of people are like, you know, they run up on you like, yo, man, it's just part. It's like your best album. I'm like, nah, thank you, but no. <laughs> I know the production lineup was like the dream scene, but no. <laughs> yeah, but check it out. The album, that was pretty dope, man. As a person that's on it. Right, right. No bias. I, I listened to it. And the song we're on is definitely like, there's some. I love the song we're on, but like yeah. all of them are of that quality. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. dope shit. But, um,. Yeah, man, I feel like you got 20 minutes, so I'm, I'm going to go ahead and end the thing. Okay. I'm going to keep talking to you. All right. We'll, we'll catch up some other time. Yeah, man. Because I wanted something. to ask you about Atlanta, fucking teaching, because I oh, teach you. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been, had a lot of questions, man. The wild thing is I haven't talked since 02. And people yeah. don't, like, a lot of people think that, you know, because a lot of the marketing behind all of the above, like, you know, the publicists really ran with that and pushed it hard. Yeah. But it was like... All of the above was the reason I stopped teaching because I was going to be touring full time. And I stopped teaching at 04. You know what I'm saying? So like, it's the same shit, but I'm, I'm going to let you get to work, man. Cool, man. Mr. Mech, let's talk about it. I know you yeah. said you got some stuff on iTunes and some shit, you know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, I Can Explain is on iTunes right now. That's the album. Um, got another one that I'm about to put on iTunes like any second now with a German producer named Krupp. Name who? C-R-O-U-P. Krupp. Krupp. Okay. And uh, that's called Last Exit, which could be called Brand New Old Shit, because we took mad long to put it out. <laughs> I know how that shit is. We got one of those. Our next album, I'll tell you how it is. I'll tell you off my, I'll tell you off the mic. <laughs> so we, uh, that's about to drop, and I'm working on, um, I'm working on Sound and Fury, which will be my third project. So all the information will be up. In the meantime, I'm on all hip hop, interviewing everybody under the sun. Twitter at Mr. Mag, Instagram at Mr. Meg and yeah just if you're watching I'll try and make it interesting if you're not don't bother <laughs> word word what that silver cut the mic off thank you showtime uh, I'm not doing the tagline right, right. there is no oh Von P what do you have coming up let's talk about on November 25th I have an album produced by the other guys it's called To You get that and 
I will be on this podcast when I'm around. Tone, what up? You have a. <laughs> we got, we got Tone is on some buzzer beater shit right now. Okay. I've been trying to get him to come in the room, but he didn't want to interrupt the uh, second portion. You know what I'm saying? You can't just say Tone. Form yeah. introduction. So, who are you? Who are you? My name is Tone Def. I rep Q and Five Music and Extended Fam and the Plague. Exactly. Yes. I knew that, but they didn't know that. Now they do know that. They probably know it because they read the description. But Word. so I've been on your podcast, Tacos and Chocolate Milk, and I want to do an official collab. What is that? Uh, uh, crossover. Crossover. Yeah. Right. This but, right now, this is just like Nick Fury at the end of Iron Man. This is the the verbal agreement, so y'all motherfuckers can't. You can hold me to this shit later. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But you said I got no tape. Yeah. It's your tape. <laughs> but so how how the run been going, man? I know I know Pack FM is over there bent up. Yeah. You gotta do it. How long is this set? Like 30, 40 minutes? Yeah, about about, about half an hour this time around. No yeah, like voice. like Pack like Pack sounds like he sounds like like he got throat fucked with gravel. Like that's what he sounds like. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so it's kind of rough right now. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Um, but he'll he'll be all right. We got reinforcements. We got Mr. Mac in the house. He's gonna help him out. You know what I'm saying? Um, the road's been good, man. We've been uh, you know up and down the East Coast with the kind of language on the Strange Universe tour, and um, you know for me it's it's a little uh, it's a little promo run to let people know that they can uh, pre-order the new album. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yes, sir. Let's talk about that. So it's so it's I saw your merch package is fucking insane for one. Thank you. I saw your merch package. It was just like this nigga selling everything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You want 20 discs and 5 MP3s, you can get that combination. Yo. That was, <laughs> not like, like, uh-huh. like, talk about it, man. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Uh, yeah, no, well, the, the, there's three versions of it, basically. Yeah. My new album is basically split into four EPs. And each EP is a different style and a different theme based yeah. on my personality. So, uh, you know, just to make it interesting. So, the final version of the record is combined of all four. And um, the, the collector's editions of it all, like, the, uh, the first one is just the standard with the CD and the sticker. The right. second one is called the Poly Disc Edition, which is basically limited edition CD prints of each EP yeah. with like instrumentals and all that kind of shit. And then the final version, which is what you were talking about, the Polymorph Edition, yeah. should come with a T-shirt, come with a data disc with vocals, acapellas, <laughs> comes with an art book. You know what I'm saying? Stickers, a remix CD. Fucking like it's it's nonstop. It's literally like I'm making no money on this shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I, I bullshit you not. Like it was the other day. I was looking like. It took me like five minutes. Like, what the fuck is happening? He's giving everything to people. <laughs> you have to. Everything now. must go. Like now, <laughs> like seriously, like for musicians in 2014, you got to be willing to sell your pubes. Like yeah. that's that's how fucking hardcore. That's how hard we got it right now. I'm, I'm gonna do the sperm donor pack where I'll give you, I'll inseminate your, your girlfriend if you want to have a talented child. You know what I'm saying? The sperm donor pack. Sperm donor Wait, pack. have you no. seen the, the run of package? That and they really do it. Like, there's a run the jewels where you know for thousand dollars. They'll inseminate your girlfriend. But then like no like they have one where like for X amount they'll come to your house. Like it's a lot yeah, of shit. Yeah, yeah. But the thing is it's like hundreds of thousands of dollars. It's like for a hundred thousand yeah. they'll stay at your house for a week or some shit like that. <laughs> just hang out in your house. Yeah, yeah. But yo, you almost have to do it. I mean when you have when you have fucking Hello Black making like.
like two hundred dollars for the right. biggest song of the year. Man, yeah, no choice. Yeah, it's, that it's, was that was crazy as fuck. Yeah, I saw I saw the Spotify dude, like the guy that runs this shit, get up on his blog and like on some high horse, like we paid over two billion dollars to one billion artists. <laughs> to two artists. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's complete horseshit that they're trying to justify how low this pay is. You know what I'm saying? So, like, I mean, Spotify is one of those things, like, it's a great idea. It works well. These just motherfuckers need to come off their pocketbooks and pay motherfuckers what they're deserved. Simple as that. Yeah, but I mean, like, when you look at, and when Taylor Swift's like, I'm not putting my music on Spotify. I'm not putting it on streaming services. Yeah. I feel like that's the only reason she went platinum that fast. Oh, hell yeah. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Like, and you think of, like, I heard Beyonce's shit is not on Spotify. Which, like, it doesn't explain yeah, it because yeah. the Beehive. Yeah, not on Spotify. She went diamond, if I'm not mistaken. Because they don't have a choice but to buy. Well, there you go. There you go. I mean, it's not. It's it's necessary for like a new groups and like yeah. people on our level and shit. Like we don't have a fucking say in it. But if you are on a major label and they're pumping like two million in your marketing campaign, you good. You don't need Spotify. <laughs> Fuck it. I go anywhere. I go to Starbucks. I don't need Spotify. You know what I mean? My shit's next to the latte. That's right. <laughs> you can get a scone, a CD, or a latte. Exactly. <laughs> that's that's the new poly move. Yeah, we get that's, a scone. That's the poly bucks. Pack. Yeah, the, the poly bucks. I love it. The poly grind. <laughs> the poly grind. <coughs> yeah, man. So that was a preview. Yes. Of the official interview. <laughs> but yo, yo. But yo, everybody, run over to it's a, every, everything that QF5. QF5.com. You'll find everything from the whole clan. But uh, for the tone deaf package, it's tonedeaf.com. T-O-N-E-D-E-F-F.com. Check it out. And since Pack, since Pack can't speak for itself, PackFM.com. Not yes. Pack.fm. Yeah, it's Pack.fm. Pack.fm. Okay. Okay. And then you know check out kind of lingos while you at it, but that'll be a Q and five too. Yes, um, don't yeah, go so to TanyaMorgan.com. Don't go to TanyaMorgan. We don't have a TanyaMorgan.com. Don't go to it. <laughs> it's parked. That's a good reason not. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there is a TanyaMorgan.net, but don't go there. <laughs> All right, y'all. I'm out. I'm out. Peace. The number you have dialed has been changed. The new number is. All right, folks, so that's it. That's your taste of the rap life. That's your look inside of the green room, if you will. Um, and that's the episode. Uh, it was a lot of fun, though, a lot of fun. Six Cents ended up coming through. We hung out, got some drinks. There's always a lot of drinks involved when I hang out. I think I'm going to try that 100-day sober challenge, like, in January, though, because I'm not going to fuck up my Christmas and my New Year's because I'm going to be drinking, drinking, drinking. Uh... Yeah, Vaughn's in town too, so like, you know, we've been hanging out a lot. We've been having a good time, man. Good time. We should probably work on the record. Probably work on you get what you pay for. But we don't work on the record in person. We work on the record when we're not in person, which is why we had to do Rubber Souls in the same studio because we can't do music together. We have to be emailing and shit to do music. They have such a strange group dynamic. I love it. I love it to death. <laughs> Vaughn is probably listening right now like this nigga's throwing me all the way under the bus no I'm not Vaughn you know I'm not throwing you under the bus under the bus my G my G let's just do this album though my G it's funny coming from me because I'm the guy who holds up every project what up Plato I'm giving I'm, I'm gonna do your verse I have a mic on right now I promise you that I'm going to try to squeeze in it before I get to Ohio <laughs> yo I'm so fucking bad with actually making music and that's what I do I make music I'm known for making music. I'm sitting in front of a laptop with a microphone recording, and it's not a song. I don't know what the fuck's going on with me. Can you guys tell me? 
can we talk about that one day maybe that'll be an episode maybe we'll have a whole episode about what the fuck is happening to me as an artist and as a musician and the evolution of the miseducation of donald freeman don will or whatever the fuck you want to call me i don't even call myself my rap name i'll let you figure that out whatever this this shit is went all the way left i'm sorry um what was i saying i was oh yeah oh yeah so um it's still early i got a lot of shit to do as you heard up top uh, i got a whole to-do list that i just made today and i have to start knocking that shit out before i go to bed um i gotta pack my dirty laundry yo flying with dirty laundry is kind of like like if the airplane crashes and they find my luggage and they're like, yo, this nigga had a bag full of dirty underwear and socks. What is wrong with him? It's like when you're, when you're like, if, if you die, like the first thing you say is, yo, somebody clear the porn off my computer. Like clear my browser history. I don't want the last thing people find of me to be dirty laundry in a bag. I mean, my legacy is way more than dirty laundry. But who wants to be remembered for taking their dirty laundry home to their parents on Thanksgiving? All right, I'm going to repot you, Lucille, I promise. I'm out of here. Enjoy the episode. Peace.